The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. It was a very strange time. It was the 80s, you know. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, sound, and some fury. Nice. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we have many news items to discuss, but we also have some movie things to discuss. I like talking about movies. Movies are fun. Yes, they are. They really are a lot of fun. They're Especially really... in the summertime. Yeah. Well, there's always air conditioning. There's always air conditioning. Always. There's usually something with the bang bang and the pow pow. Right, or... exactly. But uh, I don't know. Have you seen Dunkirk? I have not, but I'm looking forward to it. I am indeed. I don't know where you stand on war movies. I suspect from your love of action tropes that you might be pro-war movie. Yeah. Um, Not pro-war, but pro-war movie. Yes, exactly. I like a good war movie. Yes. And and this is, uh, for people who haven't seen it, we shall not spoil, we shan't spoil, as they say in England. Uh, But this is a a movie that, that sort of is a very stylized retelling of a very pivotal battle in 1940 with the British Army kind of in the early days of World War II. But the sound mix on that is so phenomenal, and it's Hans Zimmer, and there's like two other sound uh, directors, and then the I think Christopher Nolan uh, was also deeply involved. Now this is all on the music side. Uh, this is this is all just the sound mix all together. Uh, the sound mix all together. So mm. you, you've got the soundtrack, the music going on, and then you've got special all the effects, kind of, sound effects. Yeah, and then wow. these sort of little things that they have layered into the mix, and you don't realize it, you know, until you sort of like stop. Like, wait a minute, I've been hearing this, you know piece of audio, right, which we right, right. won't say, but it, it just really, it, it really amps up the uh, tension because this, this is a thriller movie oh, yeah. and you're, you're watching, you're watching, you're watching, and it's a very short movie, too. I think it's only like 106 minutes long. That and is so, pretty short for a Christopher Nolan So movie. it's very tight, very compact, right. but there is so much emotion compressed into the audio mix that you're hearing it subconsciously and consciously, and when you come out of the theater, at least for me, because I was very wrapped up in it, it's like... I have to walk this off because my back mm-hmm. is so tight from from just the tension of the score and the stuff that was going on in the layers of the audio mix. And it made me realize that we take a lot of movie sound for granted Oh, these days. absolutely. Let me tell you something. I've had arguments with people, like when we're watching award shows, the Oscars specifically, and they start, oh, you know, they're giving out the awards for audio. Okay, it's not bathroom break, blah, blah, blah. I mean, are you kidding me? Try watching a movie, a good movie without a decent audio track. I mean, it's, you know, it's not, for me, obviously, because I'm an audio guy, yeah. it's 90% of the movie for me. Yeah, it's, it sets a tone, it's the ambiance, especially now that Absolutely. we've got all of the fancy Dolby with the channels, yes. and you hear stuff going on all around you, the surround sound it has the really theater, made a difference. the theater experience, even at home, when you've got your little, you know, surround system at home, it yeah, really makes a world of difference. Yes, your pocket 5-1 system or whatever you've you got You know there. what? A bad score... Not just not just the sound effects. Let's leave that. But a bad score can ruin a movie or make it an Oscar contender. Period. Mm-hmm. Just the music alone. Because when you're watching a movie, you have no idea how much the audio is manipulating your reaction to the movie. Obviously, you do because, you know, you, you walk out of the theater tense. Movies like The Exorcist way back when, they did that with the audio mix too. Mm-hmm. They layered Pigs being slaughtered and buzzing bees, very, a very subliminal. They were messing with you. Yeah, on the very, very cusp of you're not really hearing it, but there's something there. And that drives that terror uh, emotion. Movies like Eraserhead, that movie, a horror movie, 
no music whatsoever. Just sound effects amplified. Creepy. Just exactly, just to drive you crazy. We talked about this the other day too, The Matrix. The scene that really affects me the most in The Matrix is a scene where Neo is in this empty white room that's completely absent of sound. That hit me like a punch in the face. And then you realize, wow. And of course, they're mucking with the frequencies too. So they're, they're like doing that whole frequency where you have the headphones, uh, you know, the noise-canceling headphones. Uh-huh. They're pumping something through the mix that actually makes you feel, viscerally feel that there's no sound there. Mm-hmm. Like almost a vacuum. Come on. That makes a movie. That's an art form. It is an art form. That's why whenever I always watch the audio uh, awards, because come on, the movie that was really effective in terms of sound effects and being in a theater and dealing with it was that movie Spielberg about the war. Oh, Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. The bullets flying over your head literally made me duck in the theater. That is some major uh, manipulation of the sound channels there. Oh, man, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even a stupid movie like Transformers or something like that, uh, you know, something that you really wouldn't consider Oscar worthy. But if you listen to a movie like that, a big biff them, blow them up type stuff. there's some science there. There's absolutely a lot of science. Star Wars. Ah, Ben Burt. Ben Burt. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That dude's a legend. Yeah. Yeah, team him up with John Williams and you got yourself a soundtrack there. Tell me with a straight face, people listening to this, that the music and the sound effects weren't at least 60% of the experience of that movie. And you can see that because remember that early trailer that came out yeah. that did not have the score? It had and, that cheesy music. and Yeah, and it was, I think Star Wars would have been laughed off the screen oh had God, they yeah. kept that. But exactly. you get this majestic John Williams score of yeah. the perfect fifth, boom. Last week we talked about Close Encounters. Yeah. The music in that movie. To this day, you may not even remember the movie. You may not have even been born. But you remember but those you notes? Remember those, you remember the notes? Yes. Anyway, oh, and on a related Star Wars night. note to uh, anyone in the New York City area this fall, the New York Philharmonic is performing, I believe, uh, the original trilogy and The Force Awakens, a live uh, rendition of the score uh, with the movie playing. Um, so all Philharmonic. Uh, yes, I bought one. I bought tickets for the Empire Strikes Back one. Yeah, uh, Star Wars was sold out. I think there's still tickets for Jedi and Force Awakens. Uh, geez, I'm, I'm, I guess the prequels were sold out too. They were like... Yeah, they, they really yet. wanted to hear the, the Jar Jar <laughs> incidental music. Uh, yeah, I believe the prequels were uh, a big fat nope. Yeah, it was... A, York, uh, like even the New York yeah. Philharmonic was like... Yeah, yeah no, nah, not going to do it. And, you know, the music is good, but it's still the prequels. Yeah, it's still the yeah. prequels, you yeah. know, and so you have like that essence of prequel on you. Yeah, that stink. Yes. That, that stank. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, okay, so now that we've had our, our culture chat, yes. uh, perhaps some news. News. Some news, news. Uh, going on. Um, we, we can just kind of roll on. Apple was announcing its earnings, right, as we were recording this, so we'll get to them next right, week. We'll but I, I think week, they yeah. made some money. Yeah, I heard they uh, I heard they made some big bucks. Uh, Apple sales were uh, were high. Yes, and uh, they're, they're starting to, to begin to maybe roll out a few things of, hmm. of well, the products they promised at a Worldwide Developers Conference. Yeah. And, of course, that means these software Sherlocks are at it again, digging around in Apple firmware, oh, looking boy. for clues to upcoming other products. Yeah. Uh, this time, developers are finding hints about the next iPhone tucked inside the HomePod software, which I guess was released to, to developers a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And so they go into this code, and they're seeing, yeah. well, what's yeah. the HomePod going to talk to and what kind of calls are in there in the code? And uh, some developers say they found references to uh, infrared face recognition software, possibly for authentication purposes. (sighs) 
And uh, perhaps a glyph showing an iPhone with an edge-to-edge screen uh, with a notch out at the top for sensors and maybe an earpiece. And so the the coast-to-coast glorious glass screen that people have been wanting for that maybe. That was in it's, a glyph in the yeah, software? Yeah, because they always had like the little yeah, icons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people realized uh, – when the iPod, when it went from click wheel to the four button model, mm-hmm. they saw that the icon was different. Oh, you know, uh, it, it's it's revolutionary. Or, or so they, they, the people are thinking they did the same. Yeah, people thing, are right? thinking that unless it was just some placeholder icon, which could also be, or perhaps a red hair. I was just going to say, yeah, they're mucking with people's yeah. heads. So, so that's people are you know pulling out and they're yeah. looking into this. Um, since it's now August and iPhones have been traditionally announced in September, mm-hmm. uh, all of this stuff is just going to ramp up even oh, yeah, more. Absolutely. We're getting closer. This earnings call, people were listening for clues into that. So big excitement, at least for those who care about iPhones. The rest of you, the Android people, yeah, they don't care. Come on. Are you excited about this? Have you, I'm how, intrigued what? to see. A, because I need a new phone because okay. I've been riding an iPhone 6 for yeah. three years and okay. it's getting Fair a little enough. tired. Fair enough. And B, this is the 10th anniversary. We've been hearing a lot of hoopla about that. I want to do see you what they're going to do. Do you think they're going to do something for the 10th anniversary? I think they're going to have the very expensive model. Oh, that, okay. And enough. I think they almost have to really reinvigorate the design. It's been pretty static for the past few cycles. And they got to keep people from going to the nice Samsung Galaxy S8 or other phones that are cheaper and have software that's maybe – not quite as good, not quite as polished, but does the same stuff, and people won't care if they save $100 on the phone. Ah, I've got a news alert. You've got a news alert. From the Wall Street Journal. That old rag. <laughs> Apple sales rise pushed by the strength of iPads and Macs. Ooh. Apple delivered strong revenue in the latest quarter by re-energizing its iPad and Mac sales. Yes, well, they did give, give a nice little touch-up to the iPads, I must admit. They're going up to that 10.5 and the nice crisp display. Yeah, yeah. I got I to gotta hold off. Yeah. I got to hold off. Yeah, I can't I be spending money. Curb your tablet habit. I do have to curb my tablet habit for reasons. Yes, for reasons. Right. But, uh, but well, let's move on. Yes. Um, but also on the topic of hardware, uh, Microsoft is trying to get frequent upgraders to think about computers the same way they think about smartphones. The company announced a new subscription program called Surface Plus uh, for buying, you guessed it, Surface computers with no interest financing for two years and the ability to upgrade to a new device before the term is up. So it's like they, they do with the iPhones. Yeah, now. like you get a phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You always have the latest model no matter. I think Microsoft clearly gunning for a piece of the academic market here. Uh, Apple and Google have been hogging mm-hmm. it for far too long. Yes, they uh, have. Especially Google coming up with Chromebooks. Uh, right. Microsoft's like, no, no, we want some of that back. So. Yes, 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 yes. So they are trying. Uh, also on the software side of things, Microsoft has retired the inventive WordFlow keyboard it just released, uh, I think, last year for <laughs> iOS. <laughs> what? Well, uh, it's now suggesting that those users who really loved WordFlow moved to the SwiftKey keyboard. Microsoft said that the WordFlow keyboard uh, was, in fact, an experiment from the Microsoft Garage Lab, and that experiment had now ended. So I guess they just— They're getting like Google. Yeah. They give you something you like, and then they kill it. it Google Reader, rest in peace. Yes, uh, and same thing for the WordFlow uh, keyboard. But all is not lost for those who do like a good third-party keyboard for their iOS devices. Google has updated its Gboard app with some new features, including quick-tap buttons for Google Maps and YouTube. Uh, When you tap the big G button after you enter some search terms, you can tap that G button and say, oh, I can get 
web pages, or I can just tap this YouTube one and go straight to video clips on YouTube of my related search terms. That seems convenient. Yeah, they, they, they're trying to just make it easy for you to stay within the Google ecosystem. Uh, you can also tap the G button and hit Maps to share your current location or address if you are out and about trying to get together with friends. They want to know where you're at. Uh, still the yeah. location sharing, creepy privacy thing. Do people really do this? I think some people do. I think younger like, people who don't really out. think about, the, you know, they just want, they want the ease and convenience, and I will do it sometimes too. I'm not oh, really? Like be ages. Really? Yes, I know Google is tapping all of this information about me because I'm using this particular product to search, but I don't care. It's easy. Mm. The maps thing is very nice. It stores your locations. Tell me how long it's going to take me to get to work this morning. Y- you get used to that. And meanwhile, they're monitoring just how fast it does take you to get to work. I really am paranoid, aren't I? We have a story later on that, that uh, you're not the only one. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So, so that's uh, what Google's uh, been doing there with its Gboard. It's also been tinkering with its image search product across platforms uh, so that when you go into Google Image Search and you're looking around for stuff, it'll throw in uh, recipes, products, and other categories that might be related to the images you were searching for. Really? Nice. Yeah. I, I, I'll have you note, and please, I want credit, full credit for this. I did not freak out about the facial recognition thing you mentioned. You did? You were very good See about that? that. Yeah. I just, I just exhaled. Yes, you know, took a controlled breath. Yes. And then moved on. Yes. Biometrics did not bother you. No, no. Very good. Not. Yes, there you go. Yes, well, well let's talk about, uh, we'll, we'll go uh, over to Europe now okay. and beyond. Nice. Uh, get a little international uh, segment of our news Going here. global, going global. Yes, we are a global podcast. Yes, we are. Uh, now, the internet has always been a channel to share news, information, and ideas. True. Uh, good or bad ideas. Yes. But there are some countries where this sort of thing is discouraged. It's frowned upon. Yes, frowned upon. Yes. Tutted, perhaps. Tutted, yes. Uh, Radio Free Europe reports that Russian President Vladimir Putin recently signed legislation that bans the use of internet proxy services, including virtual private networks, also known as VPNs. Really? Not really wanting people to log in from other computers and, and hide where they're at. No. no. Another no. new law also cracks down on the anonymous use of instant messaging services. Russian lawmakers claim these new laws were necessary to prevent the spread of extremist ideas and associated materials, but critics point out uh, that this justification is frequently used to squash political dissent. Yes, it is. I think that happens all over the world. Oh, Um, yes, it does. The new law itself is expected to take effect on November the 1st, uh, just about four months before the Russian presidential election in March of 2018 where a certain V. Putin is expected to run and win another six-year term of office. Do they do that, you know, nonsense where he switches with his prime minister? Remember uh, he used to yeah. do that just yeah, to, like, fake yeah, it out? To, yeah, with uh, the, the do with the M. Yeah, Medvedev, Medvedev. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if they're still doing that or if he's just, like, he don't care straight anymore. up. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, please. Now, and the law about instant messaging is set to take effect on January 1st, 2018, really? uh, and that will require operators of messenger apps and services to establish the identity of those using the services by their phone numbers. So, um, not so much for the anonymous privacy there. Yeah, that, uh, that's uh, gone by the wayside. Yeah, so, so that's Russia. Uh, the Chinese government is also not a fan of VPNs and uh, keeps a tight grip on what its citizens can see and do online. That they do? Yes, it was reported this week that Apple removed all of the major VPN apps from the Chinese version of the App Store. Apple issued a statement uh, saying it was required to remove the apps because they violate Chinese law. As we uh, may recall, this is not the first time Apple has yanked apps from its store at the request of the Chinese government. Uh, also took out uh, the app called the New York Times app. Yes, they did. Uh, yes, they did. Uh, yeah. From the local App Store late last year. Now, Android users, with their more 
shall we call it, open ability to install apps mm-hmm. uh, may have a better time of it here. Uh, and some nonprofit groups have also been supplying censorship-proof alternatives or what they call censorship-proof like Android VPN-free browser and other services. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're trying to make sure people who, who want to use these products can, can find ways to do it. Apple has always had that closed app store yeah. and not a whole lot of ways to get other apps on your phone unless you uh, jailbreak the thing. Yeah. You know, money's got to be made. So, you know, yeah. they, need the, they need that big profit margin. Yeah. So. And uh, I believe Apple has a few factories in China. Maybe they yeah. don't want to irritate people there. Yeah, but that's all right. They're moving it to Wisconsin. So yeah, it's that's all true. Good. Yeah, Wisconsin's going to be doing uh, chips. Yeah. Foxconn. Yes, in the, the frosty northern climes yes, of Wisconsin. exactly. The cheese, though, is very good there. Very good. Absolutely. Yes, yes. you had fresh Wisconsin cheese. That, Ugh. It's delicious. It is delish. Yes. Uh, moving on, um, streaming music is gaining steam. Uh, Spotify announced it now has 60 million paid subscribers, adding 10 million since March of this year, and that's up 20 million from last September. So this whole Spotify thing getting very popular. It's, ca- it's catching on with the kids, huh? Yeah, it is. Uh, this compares to the 20 million subscribers Apple announced in December for its Apple Music service, and they've always been a little bit dodgy on what exactly their numbers are. Yeah. yeah I believe they're saying more than 20 million, so it could be 20 million and one for all we know. Do you subscribe? I, I did the trial of Apple Music and realized that I wasn't really fulfilling, you know, the $10 a month, so I, I canceled it. Yeah, I never I never signed up. Yeah. It so, gets annoying when they keep insisting. Yeah, they, they really want you, if you want your radio stations back, you got to sign up for Apple Music, and I'm like, no. I'll no, just, that's I'll, okay. I'll just stream it off the uh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> Spotify is planning on going uh, public this year with its stock if the company can strike a distribution deal with Warner Music. So That's a big one. So adding these 60 million subscribers would probably make it be a uh, very uh, popular there if uh, it yes. go uh, public. That's um, the, the the last. Uh, I think that's the last holdout of yeah. the major record labels. Yeah, Warner's for, Warner's for uh, not quite come to terms yet. No. Moving on, Bloomberg reports that Facebook is developing a new type of video chat device uh, with a laptop sized touchscreen. The new gadget may not make its formal debut until next spring. You know at that fate conference that mm-hmm, they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, But sources say the combination of the screen, which is kind of big, and smart cameras within make the video chatters feel like they're in the same room. I don't think we're in hologram territory yet, but... How? how, I All right, I can't wrap my brain around this. Yeah, I'm going to need to see a demo of this before we can see if this really is is, uh, what they say it is. Um, Facebook is also said to be working on a smart speaker of its own because it doesn't want, uh, you know, the Echoes and the Google Homes. Collecting home all that pods, data yeah. without them, them getting yeah, it. Oh, like, I'm no, sorry. We need, a, we need a piece of this data too. Yeah, so. exactly. Would you get – come on. Is that something you would get? A, a, a Facebook, like, no, come on. Video chat terminal? Oh, uh, probably man. not because yeah, most of the people on. I want to talk to are – I can just go to a, a restaurant and talk to them. Uh, family members, uh, we, we get along pretty well with the existing video chat apps. Holodeck, that's all I'm waiting for. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah, just, just give me a holodeck thing where I don't wear a thing on my head. And right. If Facebook gave me that, take my money. Yeah. Just take my money. Yeah. That's all. That's all right. right. So, but, but we'll see what they, they yes, introduce next year. Yes, we will. Uh, Linden Lab, the company behind Second Life, uh, that virtual world that's been around since, I think, 2003. Are they uh, still kicking? Wow. They are still kicking. Uh, Linden Lab is testing a new social VR platform called Sansar. In an interview with GamesBeat, the vice president of product for Sansar said the platform empowers just about anyone, individuals, communities, schools, studios, corporations, brands, and others, to easily create, share, and ultimately sell immersive 3D social experiences for consumers to enjoy, Mm. end quote. 
This new sensor platform will be available on the HTC Vive, VR headset, the Oculus Rift, and Windows PCs. Now, instead of being a virtual world that you have to log into Mm -hmm. uh, to get into the environment, Sansar is a more uh, approachable collection of experiences. I think they're calling it a a collection of experiences. Hmm. VR creators can build an experience and then share it as a link on social media, and people can go directly to it without having to log in to a separate server or separate world. So it's supposed to maybe bring it a little bit closer, and London Lab is currently running an open beta for the software. Hmm, So we'll see if that takes off. I'm sure advertisers will be very excited to uh, try some of that. Uh, that sounds like something I might actually try. Yeah. I might give it a shot. Why not? Yeah, the, the virtual yeah, – because I think uh, Second Life 2 was a little bit ahead of its time. Yes, it was. Yeah, everyone wants the metaverse, you know, yeah. from Snow Crash. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Slowly but surely. Slowly. Now, a few weeks ago, uh, we discussed how Google was tracking brick-and-mortar purchases through the credit cards linked to uh, the search engine there and, yeah. and its users. And now the Electronic Privacy Information Center has something to say about that. Good for them. Yes, uh, Epic has filed a complaint with the Federal Trade Commission that questions Google's um, protection of their consumers' privacy. Mm. Kind of, uh, you know, well, you know, just, what you the doing point. there, yeah, Google? Yeah, exactly. What, what are you up to? Yes, so they filed a complaint, and Epic has filed a number of complaints that have actually come to fruition here. Um, Google, for its part, says it has an algorithm that de-identifies uh, the consumers it tracks, but it won't reveal the details of said algorithm. Is that a real thing? De-identify? I think Google just made a word. I think they did. Yes. Uh, de-identified. So they're saying, no, no, we, we don't reveal the personal information. We, we just want to track it for any metrics. I don't know what they're doing it for. But Epic is uh, – Epic's like, no, FTC, you know, maybe you should look into that. So I get worried when people make up words. Mm-hmm. That really concerns me. When you make up words to try to justify your actions. It could become common usage for all my know. Uh, <laughs> De-identify. All, yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Fair enough. We have stripped your identity. We have de-identified we have you. de-identified you. That sounds like a very bad sci-fi thing going on it there, It does. Right? Harrison Ford's probably in it. Yeah, he's probably in it, yeah. So we'll see where that one goes. Right. Legal action is also in the works, uh, at least if a bipartisan group of U.S. senators can get it done. The group has legislation seeking to address uh, vulnerabilities in Internet of Things devices, some mm. of which have already been shown to be um, kind of full of hackable holes. Yes. Uh, remember that attack that crashed part of the net last fall? I do remember. Uh, that that uh, dying, that didn't yes, thing yes, where please. all the cameras and the DVRs oh, rose up. Oh, see. You know? It, oh, well, see, this legislation man. is trying to uh, prevent that from happening again. By the word, bipartisan, that's another made-up word, right? Uh, no, that one is real. That's we real? never, ever hear it anymore. Yeah, exactly. It used to yeah. be uh, fairly common, I believe, in the 20th century. Yeah, not so much anymore. Um, having maybe a little bit of a renaissance. Let's hope. The bill is an effort by the Republicans, Cory Gardner and Steve Daines, and the Democrats, Mark Warner and Ron Wyden. This new bill would require vendors who make all of this internet-connected equipment to provide uh, proof to the government that uh, their products are patchable and conform to industry security standards uh, because there are no thing. standards now. Are and enough. a lot of people will release things that are uh, full of holes when you take them out of the box. Mm, and exactly. maybe people don't know you should upgrade that firmware to get that patch for that giant security problem. It's surprising how many people don't really know that. Yeah, you think you take it out of the box. It's brand new. Yeah, it's and, brand and new. you don't realize, well... It's been sitting in a, bo- in a box for a while. Yeah, the hardware... Uh, is is one age and the software is maybe another. So so they're trying to uh, get some standards here. Um, this legislation would also prohibit vendors from supplying devices that have unchangeable passwords or possess known security vulnerabilities. Ah, interesting. So not letting them sell hackable stuff to begin with. Now, hold on a second. Did you say that there were Democrats 
and, and Republicans, Republicans doing this? Yes. That's crazy talk. Cats and dogs. Cats and hanging dogs. Hanging out together. Yeah. Living in sin. That's yes, crazy. Yes. They, they have come together uh, to try to lasso the Internet of Things and make it be a little bit of a safer space. Wow. I'm getting misty. I know. It's, it's, uh, we'll we'll it's see if it happens. But uh, yeah. they, they have at least uh, introduced the legislation. <laughs> That's a good point. And while we're on uh, government issues, Recorders yes. reporting that despite all the impassioned feelings about net neutrality, Amazon, Facebook, Google, and Netflix on one side, along with AT&T, Charter, Comcast, and Verizon on the other side of the argument, have not committed to sending their chief executives to testify before the House Energy and Commerce Committee in September about the future of the open Internet. Hmm. So there's been all kinds of heated, oh, yes, we're for this, oh, yes, we're best, yeah, so regulation but- kills. So everyone's been making a lot of noise, but nobody has committed to sending their CEOs to go testify. And nobody's ponying up. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know uh, what, what the backstory is. Um, it appears, though, that both sides um, might be a little nervous about getting a grilling in Congress on things that are not related to net neutrality. I'm right. like, well, we've got you here. Yeah. Plus, you know, September's a bit. Apple's probably going to be announcing a new oh, phone. Of course, yeah, maybe yeah, they're going to exactly, be busy. Exactly. Um, but House Republicans are plowing ahead despite the fact that no one wants to come to their testimony party. Um, and they've asked the eight tech and telecom companies to a private August 7th meeting to discuss – Maybe what a net neutrality bill could look like if we could get together to do one. Wow. Yeah. So, really? so they're, they're trying. Gonna do this. Yeah. They're going to do this. Yes. Well, 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 they're talking about it. So, but yeah, the, the net neutrality is uh, not the favorite position of the current government or uh, FCC chairman. So I'm right. thinking it's going to be a change it's coming soon. It's going to be a change, yeah. Moving on, Game of Thrones continues to be a target for hackers, and they're not just grabbing HBO Now passwords to watch without paying. Really? One or more hackers has told journalists of a 1.5 terabyte data heist from HBO's servers, a trove that includes written material about upcoming Game of Thrones episodes, along with unaired episodes of Ballers and Room 104. I guess those are other yeah. shows. Yeah. yeah. I actually watch Ballers. Okay. So, yeah, so you know you know of these Ballers. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Oh, okay. The Rock. All right. Now, HBO has confirmed as much, uh, issuing a statement that said HBO recently experienced a cyber incident, which resulted in the compromise of proprietary information. Hold on. Was anyone de-identified? I don't think they were. Okay. Um, I think they would like to uh, identify uh, the yes, hackers. Would, yes, they would, yes. identifying them here. Well played, well played. Uh, HBO says, we immediately began investigating the incident and are working with law enforcement and outside cybersecurity firms, end quote. You know, every time I hear something like that, you you ever wonder what the reaction is of the person who stumbles across that this actually happened? Mm-hmm. You know they like drop an f bomb, yeah. like oh, yes, one point five terabytes of yes, data. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it's, it's you got to feel bad for that IT oh, person yeah. there. Yeah, uh, hackers have leaked unanswered episodes of Game of Thrones before, and yeah. uh, Netflix had a similar problem this spring when uh, hackers released the new season of Orange Is the New Black after the company refused ransom requests. See, but the, the thing about the Netflix thing is like, who cares? You can just stream. Why are you going to go through all this like rigmarole? Yeah. Just wait until it's on. Yeah, it's going to be out next week. Yeah. I don't, you know. The I, HBO thing I can understand a little yeah, well, bit more. Yeah, Game of Thrones I think has a much more uh, rabid audience base who really, 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 really want to know what's happening. And Orange is the New Black is a different kind of show. Yeah, it's yeah. got its own dedicated fan base. Yes. But it's not the very deeply concerned, uh, must-see-everything, hip, kind of show I think that Game of Thrones is. And you do know that thankfully I'm back on Instagram 
because that keeps me away from Twitter, mm-hmm. where they're like insisting yes, on spoiling for stuff. You, yes, they really are. And there's it's only what seven episodes this, this season. Exactly, I'm, I th- I'm almost there. I think there's like three or four more episodes left. Yeah, it's like I got three more weeks to get through. Yeah, and then you just line them up on a Saturday afternoon. That's right. Pop your popcorn. That's right. Go through them. All right. Well, I, I will not spoil it for you, which I can't because I don't watch the show. You don't watch the show. There you go. You're the only person on the planet. Apparently. Yeah, a little, little too too violent for just me. a bit. Yes. yes. That's why my wife doesn't watch it either. Yes. Maybe your wife and I should just go out for cocktails. Exactly. And get into your she, food. yeah, she, yeah. Yes. She can put them down. Don't worry about them. All right. It's a date. There you go. And finally, uh, we've heard plenty of bad things about drones and their potential to impact life as we know it. Uh, but the European Space Agency is working with entrepreneurs and other private partners to make drones do their work for good. Really? Yes. Good drones. Good drones. Now, in one case, the agency worked with Connect Robotics on a flying kettle project to deliver meals to people in need uh, and places that traditional vehicles can't get to, say, okay. if there's some kind of natural disaster I'm liking or this. their air, you know, road construction, whatever. I'm liking this. The the uh, the flying kettle, which I just had yeah. this image of like a giant tea kettle. Yeah, to that's what I did. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I think of like Beauty and the Beast. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dancing. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Angela Lansbury. Yeah, you know. of course. Uh, so, so so drones doing good here, and they've also I've been testing uh, the delivery of medicine, mail, and other items to people who are in inaccessible areas, and okay. they're realizing that. Yeah, the drone delivery thing, Amazon has really amped that up, but we right. can get medicine to people who are so far off the beaten path, there is no path anymore. Right. The drone goes there, it's all remote control, drops the stuff off, gets out of there, it can travel places that other vehicles can't go. Right, but only if you have a Prime subscription, right? Uh, no, you don't have to have the Prime. Oh, okay, Yeah, not for the flying okay. kettles. No, so. kettle. Okay, fair enough. So so I thought that was a nice, you know, I, a I know nice we've thing. had the bad drones, so, so this is the good bad drones. drones. Bad drones. Yes, so these are the, these are the drones who are using their powers for good. Yes, there you go. The superhero drones. Yes. Nice. And, and, and we appreciate them. Yes, we do. Until they turn and kill us in our sleep. Yeah, until that's they, a until they dump a terrain of hot soup on you. Yes, exactly. Above, so. <laughs> yes. Terrain is a great word. It is. It is such a great it's word. It's so classy. It is classy. But that's also about the end of the news for this week, too. It is. Uh, so for anyone out there who would like to know more about all the stories we talked about, including the flying kettle and uh, various other things, you can find those at poptechjam.com. Tureen. Tureen's a soup. I love that. You know, this is an abbreviated episode, although it's not really that abbreviated. We have we've, a lot of news to yap through. We've gassed on for about 30 minutes already. And there was so. some audio talk in there. Of course, of course, but we got to go. Yes. We should thank the bros. Yes, thank you so much, bros. Thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros. Yes, and thank you, listeners, who uh, find us every week, download, stream, what have you. Uh, We thank you for making us part of your lives. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And we're going to try to get... Laura Holson. Yes, next week. Yes, we need to have her come talk about a very uh, particular goat story she did for a large metropolitan newspaper. One you would not uh, think you would be reading about goats in. No, goats. Yes. Come on. That's, we have to get her on Totes the show. Totes my goats. We got to have it. So, uh, so until next week, uh, well, we're going to try to work on our special guests. But regardless, we'll be back. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Let's go have a tureen of soup. Tureen. Tureen.